Shandy Chernow, and you're listening to the Shandyland Podcast. We're taking a little bit of a different tact at allergies today. We've got Dr. Sharice Barnes, who is a clinical pharmacist, and she is on a mission to bring awareness about food allergies and asthma. She's also, because being a pharmacist isn't enough, an entrepreneur and founder of Alpha Allergies. Dr. Sharice Barnes, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to talk to you. Thank you for having me. It's great. It's such a great honor to be here as one of your guests. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Yeah, me too. Uh, and thank you for that. So, as I was I was mentioning in the in the before show, my older son has being a pharmacist on his like possible career path list. And of all the pharmacies in the world, there must be a bajillion pharmacists out there, but I don't know that I have ever actually met one before today. So. I want to know all the things. How did you decide to be a pharmacist? Like, what's the journey? What's the path that you take in order to get there? So actually, my journey was a little different. I actually worked in an independent pharmacy um, while I was in high school and also throughout college a little bit. So that was pretty cool, working at a mom and pop store. Kind of customer service type? Oh, definitely. So I used to do gift wrap, do the yogurt machine, make deliveries, help count the pills. But pharmacy was not my first love. My first love was being a radiologist. Um, once I got into pharmacy school, I was doing one of my rotations with the medical team. And I just looked at all the medical students and they looked so exhausted. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I don't think I want to do this. So I decided, um, so you know what? My original plan was to go to pharmacy school and then go to med school because then I could have the pharmacist salary to work on the weekends to help pay for med school but once I did that rotation I was like you know what Mm-mm. I'll just stick with pharmacy so throughout pharmacy career I worked retail pharmacy I've done hospital pharmacy and at the same time I work with patients that have diabetes high cholesterol um, high blood pressure and help them you know improve their lives too but pharmacy is so widespread You can do retail pharmacies, you can do hospital pharmacy, you can do nuclear pharmacy, veterinary, pharmaceutical companies. I mean, the list goes on and on for the different opportunities. Yeah. But but I really enjoyed my career of 20-ish years. Um, Some of the pharmacy students said, oh, you sound like a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) But it's been great just uh, precepting students. You take a green apple and then at the end of the five weeks, like, hmm, they can actually function like a real pharmacist. That's so awesome. pharmacy has been great. Um, it's a great career. Well, what's your kind of favorite part of it? I would imagine the working with patients. but uh, My favorite part, I would say, is working with patients and just working with the nurses and the doctors, being on the nursing units and being that resource person. Um, I'm that person that's sitting on the floor, um, PT may come up and say, hey, do you know anything about this patient? And you kind of sit in there, you hit all the conversations. So you that person that's more like the glue of the whole process of taking care of the patient. That's what I really love the most. Do you see a lot of asthma and food allergy stuff in your in your pharmacy work? So I do see a lot of asthma. For food allergies, every now and then is more allergies to like maybe latex or medications mm-hmm. um, or maybe a different color like a color dye that you may see which is kind of weird um I can't say weird but it's unusual um, uncommon people <laughs> uncommon I meant to say but um 
you do see different things, but not really a whole lot of food allergies. You may see somebody maybe allergic to peanuts. Yeah. No, you need to avoid, you know, a certain medication with that allergy. Yeah, I've I've never had a medication allergy before, but I'm on a, a round of amoxicillin. I got stuck with strep throat, yay. And all Uh-oh. of a sudden, my entire torso is covered in hives. Ooh. What is going on? Yeah, no fun. So hopefully I'm not uh, allergic allergic to penicillin, you know, because that would be no fun. Yeah, exactly. Right. But so your focus on food allergies and asthma has come from your own personal experiences. You were diagnosed as an adult with a shellfish allergy and your younger son has peanuts and tree nuts as an allergy. So walk me through how you discovered those and you know what your experience was like. Sure. So with myself, uh, my um, brother-in-law came in town for maybe a week and we went to our favorite seafood restaurant. And so eat shellfish all the time, but for three weeks in a row being greedy, (laughs) I was eating shellfish and then after that, I woke up one morning, I was headed to work. I had such huge lips. I mean, some people say, oh, your lips look great. I'm like, I'm like, no. I was like, my lips are huge. I was like, I would pay to have your lips. I'm like, no. <laughs> so That's I what happened to me. I really? woke up one morning with a huge lip. And I, I mean, I, I would joke about it, that it, I woke up looking like Mike Tyson punched me in the mouth. Exactly. And the skin was stretched so far and it hurt Mm -hmm. so much. That's so funny. I've never met anybody else who kind of had that exact same experience. It was crazy. I was on like Mm -hmm. three different medications and I just reached out to um, an allergen asthma clinic that I actually volunteered. Well, I did a rotation during pharmacy school and I got in and did a skin test. And that's how I found out I was allergic to shellfish. I was so upset, but I learned to adjust. But with my son, it was a totally different story. Uh, When he was a baby, he had eczema and um, asthma too that was going hand to hand. So um, throughout the process, the pediatrician decided to do blood work. She said, let me just check for peanut allergy just to check because he has eczema real bad and asthma too. Did the blood test, came back highly allergic. So she, that was like age two. He, she referred us to an allergist um, after that point. But we went out to eat. This really took the cake. We went out to Texas Roadhouse. I don't know if you've ever been to Texas Roadhouse or heard of Texas Roadhouse. And we didn't realize it was peanut shells all mm-hmm. over the floor. Logan's 30, too, yeah. yeah. 30 minutes into our meal, he just started vomiting everywhere. Five guys. Yeah, I don't know why restaurants love to put peanuts on the floor. Yeah, you're right. Five guys too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we found out about him. So it was just hard trying to make that adjustment with a toddler. Yeah. To figure out one, is the daycare going to be able to take care of him or give him the wrong thing or give him peanut butter by mistake or something? Um, just trying to figure out the snacks, the meals, just keeping him safe. Because, you know, when you go to the doctor, they give you an allergy action plan. It's, oh, this is how you use your EpiPen. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I wish I had that support system, not to replace a doctor, but just someone who can say, this is what you need to do. These are things you need to think about. Even when your child goes to elementary school, that's a totally different ballgame from daycare because then you have to worry about the whole classrooms. And we were very fortunate. Our school had nut-free rooms and also a nut-free table. But now it's even scary if he goes to middle school. It's totally different. Like the summer... Um, they had a nut-free table for him because I called in advance, but he didn't want to sit there because he was the only kid sitting there. He's like, mom, 
I know when to move away from people and they're eating peanut butter jelly sandwiches. He said, I don't want to sit by myself. So, you know, when they're toddlers, elementary, middle school is definitely a change and a different mindset. And it's all about advocating with your kids to teach them how to deal with things, how to take care of themselves, make sure they how to use the EpiPen. How to um, keep themselves safe, yeah. Yeah. So we do little things at least once a month, making sure he knows how to use it. Well, we make sure everybody in the house knows how to use it. So. But long story short, but definitely. Yeah, so I'm curious what your thoughts are on the nut-free tables, nut-free rooms as a nut allergy parent. I have thoughts on it, but I'm curious what you think. I think it's great, but I do also feel compassion for the other students who have other allergies, whether right. it's dairy, right. egg, soy fish or shellfish or even sesame. So I really think um, they need to expand it a little bit more to include other allergies. Um, I mean, I'm thankful they had a nut free for my son, but I also think about the other kids who may have other allergies too as well. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about it, that short of banning food, you can't possibly exclude all the allergens, right? Right. And but at so, least the top nine. Yeah, I feel like the schools get kind of a, a false sense of security. Oh, we're really good at allergies because we have a nut-free table. Mm-hmm. But then they really know less what to do with any other kind of allergen. Exactly. You know, so I just, I, I think it's an interesting problem. Not that I have a solution to fix it, you know, particularly in the little toddler type of ages where they all touch everything all the time. And that will be the hardest part because even if a child has a milk allergy, just Mm -hmm. think about the grilled cheese sandwiches they have all the time. Yeah. You know, how do you want to keep that away from a kid that has that type of allergy? That's right. So it gets complicated. hundred percent. It must get complicated with your son with travel baseball too. I mean, at some point you're not going to be able to, well, not, not be able to, but at some point it kind of follows that you won't be with him necessarily on all of those trips. That's another whole challenge. Um, actually, we faced the challenge with that this summer. You know, we told the coaches, hey, he has a severe nut, peanut and tree nut allergy. They sent out messages to all the parents on group me, sent out emails, even told the kids at practices. The first game of our first tournament, a kid was in there eating a sneaker bar. I freaked out. Yeah. I was just standing there. I was like, Nicholas, you have to speak up. You have to advocate for yourself and say, hey, I'm allergic to peanuts. I need you to throw it away, go wash your hands. And then when I approached the parents, it was like, oh, we never got the email. We never got the group me. And then the kid just wanted to wash his hands with water. I was like, oh, no, you need to go to the bathroom and use some soap. I said, I'm willing to bring in nut-free snacks for everyone. I said, but this is his life. I said, he carries his EpiPens in his baseball bag and I keep a set in my purse as well. What did he say about the advocating for himself? I find it, the reason I ask that, I mean, I find it hard now at however anciently old I am, you know, to advocate for myself in that type of situation. The the social cues tell me I shouldn't, right? Even though it's life right. or death. What did, What did he say about that? So he was like, well, mom, I saw it, but I really didn't know how to handle the situation. I said, I understand. I said, but now that you experience it, now you know how to handle it. I said, because once you go to middle school in person, because he's been online for the whole school year, um, 
then you definitely need to know how to handle those situations. So that was a yeah. good experience for you. It was a life lesson because I won't be able to be with you at all times. You need to make sure you have those EpiPens on you and then always, you know, looking around your surroundings to make sure you stay safe. Poor thing, stuck at home all year. I, I will say the pandemic has been fabulous from a food allergy perspective. <laughs> oh, yes. I didn't have to worry about the whole middle school situation right? until he went for the summer enrichment program. This is the last week. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to call the school. I had to call the cafeteria. We had to get all the paperwork. I was like, gosh, it was so much easier with the online school, in which he yeah. loved the online school. It was very flexible, but. Oh, he liked it? Uh-huh. Actually, they did because they were able to do their little baseball stuff. Um, in the midst of things too. So yeah, that's cool. That, uh, yeah, that travel thing has got to be super stressful. Yeah. Travel baseball is, it can be stressful. You're busy all the time. And what we do is we pack our snacks, we pack our meals, like we do like sandwiches and chips or fruit to go with us. So we don't really do concession food at all. Cause a lot of times they have peanuts, ball peanuts or mm-hmm. regular peanuts that's standing right there, you know, at the counter. Totally. I won't go to baseball games unless it's, this is, here's the snobbiest sentence that has ever come out of my mouth, unless it's up in one of the suites, because the Diamondbacks here, because mm-hmm. I'm in Arizona, they will make the suites peanut free, Oh, but the rest of the stadium is a free-for-all, you know? But if you're going in one of the suites, they will, they will do all of the snacks for the suite nut-free, which is kind of cool. So That's cool. I will only go to baseball in a suite. Well, I don't blame you, but the Atlanta Braves... I live in Atlanta <laughs> metro area and Atlanta Braves used to have like a nut-free night, but since yeah, they but moved I mean, to that new park, there's no nut-free night. So we haven't been to a game yet. He has not, but my older son has, but. But even on nut-free night, right? Like there's years of peanut. Dust stuff. everywhere stuff. Yeah. yeah. We always wipe stuff down. That's our biggest thing, especially when we fly on air, um, airlines and stuff. We always mm-hmm. have to wipe down the area. Yeah. Yeah. Being an allergy so- mama is not easy. No, it's not. So all of this fun experience, both between mm-hmm. you and your and your son, um, has led you to form Alpha Allergies. So you do coaching for adults and for families when they experience food allergy stuff. Tell me all about that. So what I do is more of a support system coaching, not to replace that doctor at all, but sure. just being that support that I wish I had when we found out about our allergies just basically giving them the basics one-on-one, what things you need to ask the doctor about, how to prepare for trips or sport outings or just going out, hanging out with friends, Um, just knowing what to do if you have an emergency. Because you would be surprised. Many people do not know what an anaphylaxis reaction is. Or they would say, oh, I think my lip was swelling a little bit this time, but I just take Benadryl. And you'd be like, Mm-mm. or people don't even have an epinephrine auto injector. Mm-hmm. He's like, EpiPen? Like, EpiPen what? Or people leave home without their EpiPen. Yep. They forget All about that UIA. So, um, if you're listening, always carry two. Always carry two. Always check your expiration days. Always check the product. Make sure it's not clouding, especially if you've had an extreme heat or extreme cold. So, that's very important. And always keep yep. your action plan up to date. And when she says, um, check the product, there's a little window on the Mm -hmm. epinephrine auto injectors that lets you see the color of the liquid inside. And so you can look and see if it's gotten discolored or to your point cloudy. Right. Um, You always always want it clear. Always. Yeah. That's one of my allergist doctors who I have the most faith in ever uh, had told me that, that the expiration dates are 
important on one side, but really what's important is uh, the coloration of the product right. you know, through that little window. And to keep the expired ones around as spares or extras or whatever, you know, better to have a bajillion of them where you can always get to one. Exactly. Um, than to have to go hunting down, you know, the exact right one because it's the only one. Definitely, because we always keep it on us at all times, always. And yeah. then actually for him, we make sure he carries it with him whenever he leaves home now. Is that, that is actually his responsibility now as a 12-year-old to have his EpiPens on versus him grabbing his cell phone. Some days he'll walk out of the house with a cell phone, but no EpiPens. And we're like, mm-mm, go back. <laughs> it's like, it's your life. He said, well, mom, you have a set. I said, but it's your responsibility. I said, that's my set. Where's your set? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know Javier Evelyn from Allergy, but he has a patent now on uh, epinephrine auto injector as a part of a phone case. Oh, really? So whenever that comes out, I feel like that's going to be a game changer, especially in teenage and preteen land. Oh, definitely. You know, is, I would actually be interested in purchasing one of those. <laughs> right. I don't think they're on the market yet. Sorry, Javier, if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, pretty amazing. So, so keep an eye out for that. Um, in your, in your coaching and in your Facebook group. So you've got a Facebook group staying safe, right? Staying safe with food allergies. Yes. Staying safe with your allergies. What kind of common questions do you get, uh, from people? Like if you were to create an FAQ that would automatically get injected into everyone's brain, what would be the information that you wish everybody was just born with about food allergies, asthma allergies? Um, just one, knowing what type of reactions that you could have. Two, just knowing what resource, you know, know to go ahead and use it, call 911, knowing what to do. And then thirdly, just having that medication um, handy. That's the most, you know, the top three things that come to my mind. Yeah, no doubt. Do you get a lot of questions like, hey, does this look like an anaphylactic reaction? I do. I get people send me DM messages all the time. Yeah. One lady, we went back and forth for like, 30 minutes to an hour. She sent me all kind of pictures, pictures. You all of go to her. the doctor, dude. Go to the ER. <laughs> and I tell people, I said, I'm not here to replace the doctor. So you definitely need to see, get some medical attention. But I've had people to send me pictures of their medication, pictures of different rashes, or, hey, I have this allergy. What can I eat? So just being at support, telling them, you know, this is a resource that you can use. I mean, you can Google things all day long, but sometimes you still need that personal one-on-one attention just to be able to break things down in more layman terms. Um, so just being a support system for people. But yeah, sometimes the questions I get are very interesting. It's from people um, out of the U.S. too, as well. So it gets yeah. very interesting. What are the most interesting questions that you've gotten? I think the most interesting one was someone from another country, and it was trying to tell me the name of the drug and asked me, could they take it? And I said, well, I'm here in the U.S. So I really can't you know, recommend something out of the U.S. So that was quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it all the time, like in mom groups and whatnot, people will post pictures of like, like lips like you and I had, right. Uh -huh. And be like, what should I do with this? And always there's the person who says what I'm thinking. Well, I think that you should ask your Facebook group about it. Dude, go to the doctor, go to the go doctor, to the ER. go to urgent care. Like, yes. Yes, I totally agree because I have to be careful because I'm a pharmacist. So yeah. what advice did I give or recommendations? I have to be very careful because I don't want to put my license in jeopardy. So of course. I always tell people I'm only here to support or information purposes only. 
but you must seek attention from your doctor. Yeah. Anytime you're seeing these symptoms, go. Exactly. And don't take Benadryl and say, I'll be okay. You know, use your epinephrine auto injector and try to get to the closest emergency room. Yeah. Most people say, I just take, I'm sorry. Most people say, just take the Benadryl and say, oh, I'm fine. Mm -mm. Yeah. I mean, what I like to tell people, you know, in my circle who might have to, you know, stab me with the EpiPen is if you're wondering, golly gee willikers, is this the time I should stab her? Stab me. Stab me. (laughs) You know, once that question is crossing your mind, it's time. It's time. Don't waste it. Right. Yeah. No, I, you know, in, in, in sanity, um, I wish that was the thing, right. That, that people weren't afraid of the epinephrine just i think a lot of people are yeah they're, just, they're afraid oh i'm gonna hurt you like no if you don't do it i will get hurt that's right that's right i carry a trainer around in my purse and like if i'm at you know lunch or something with mm-hmm. you know new colleagues or whatever i'll be like okay now let's walk through how to stab me if you need to okay oh that's pretty cool well I I mean, adult with food allergies right like you have to rely on strangers sometimes you do. When I'm going out to eat with people, I always, you know, let them know about my allergies and we always try to, you know, make sure the chef or the waitress or waiter knows, okay, she's allergic to so-and-so, so to make sure you can do it on a separate grill or if you mm-hmm. cook it in a saute in a pan, whatever it may be, um, just to make those accommodations. And a lot of restaurants are very accommodating. Yeah, especially with top eight part. or top nine stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shellfish, I, I feel like is a relatively... They're they're used to getting those questions, right? The one that's always right. problematic for me is the pork. Yes, pork and beef. Yeah, and the people who okay. tell me that fryers get so hot that it vaporizes shrimp. No. No. <laughs> the shrimp comes no. out. You serve it to people. It did not get vaporized. You that's know? A scary, that's a scary part, especially a lot of these fast foods that now have a lot of shellfish. You know, I cannot eat those places anymore. So yeah. Sucks. No doubt. What advice would you give? So outside of the the kind of top three that you mentioned, what advice would you give to adults with food allergies and or asthma? And then I'm going to ask you about parents. So for adults with allergies and asthma, one, just know your action plan. You know, number one, make sure you get your medication. And then secondly, you know, tell your circle of friends or family members about your condition so they know what to do if something happens. Because a lot of times that's one of the biggest things happens when you're with family and friends and no one knew that you were allergic to something and something happens and everybody's clueless. So you want to be able to, you know, be safe if something does happen. Um, and I think for as parents, I know you mentioned that too, is, you know, give yourself, a, give yourself some grace. There's a lot to digest, you know, take things in bits and pieces, you know, start with the basics, focus on things that you can eat versus things that you cannot eat and that makes that oh really Mm -hmm. so and it makes things a lot easier for you when you focus on that because a lot of times you focus on well okay i can't have this i can't have that and it's do your research too and just try to find out what things um it's a lot of products out there i know a lot of people trying to stay away a lot of from processed items and do more whole foods um and that really helps too and then a lot of people cook at home a whole lot more too but yeah. with the, the schools and stuff, just make sure you talk to the teachers, your nurses, and the cafeteria to make sure they can be accommodating. Yeah, so it's 
I think it's interesting that you have an adult onset allergy, just like me, right? You also Mm -hmm. have kids with allergies, kid with allergies. Let's talk about that whole advocating for yourself thing, because I can hear it even in your stories and and the things that you tell me. You take better care of your son than you take care of yourself. Is that true? Of course. (laughs) <laughs> that's what, you know, that's what moms do. We, we yeah. take care of everyone else, but ourselves. And that is so true. Yeah. Um, How do I fix do, that? Um, start prioritizing ourselves, start being a little selfish. Um, and that's something I did learn during COVID last year. That's how I started this whole business, um, was actually making time for myself, um, doing self-care things, doing fun things that I enjoy. Um, but definitely, um, you just get so busy being a busy mom and a wife and you, you're working full time and trying to be an entrepreneur. It's a lot on the plate. It really it is. is. Um, but you're right. A lot of times we spend more time taking care of the kids and our own selves. But I always make sure I read labels. Um, I like to do a lot of research at the different grocery stores. I held an event one time that you can look at food labels online before you actually go to the grocery store and look at the different allergens. So that's been very helpful um, with a lot of the stores putting the information out there. Um, so just reading those labels is the most important thing. If you don't do anything else or hear anything else I say today besides always take your epinephrine auto injectors, read labels. If you're not sure, leave it on the shelf until you can do your research. Well, and labels change. So exactly. even if you've been eating something, consistently over time you never know you never know because they change all the time so you have to read it every time yeah for sure every time for sure okay so I love advice I like these questions what about for future pharmacists what advice would you give those kids who are thinking this is what I want to do so for those future pharmacists out there do your research talk to different pharmacists to find out your niche because there's so many different areas that you can go into. I mentioned several earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even one thing I didn't mention is like home health pharmacy, but pharmaceutical industry opened up tons of doors for pharmacists. But definitely do your research. Definitely try to shadow a pharmacist to see if that's what you really want to do. Um, but it's a great profession. Um, things are changing in the pharmacy world like any other profession. So just try to stay up to date with the different changes. So how can people who want to hear more about alpha allergies or want to watch your YouTube channel, how can they find you online? So you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at alpha allergies, um, Facebook. You can find me at stay your stay in state with your allergies, Facebook group. Perfect. Or you can just email me at info at allergies.com. So I like to wrap all these episodes up with my favorite game of torture for my guests. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, which is two <laughs> truths and a lie. So you're going to give us three facts about yourself, one of which is, you know, not so factual, and we're not going to tell everybody which one's not true. So sure. listeners, if you want to know what's not true about Sharice, you're going to have to come to talk to us on social media or on your favorite podcast platform. So Sharice, take it away. Two truths and a lie. So I love snakes and I love going to the Caribbean, looking at the pretty blue water. And I really enjoy um, analyzing the baseball swings. Really? Yeah. So there you go. Fascinating. I love it. 
Over here in uh, Arizona, it's golf swings that get analyzed a lot. (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. Sharice Barnes, clinical pharmacist and wealth of information. I really appreciate you being here today. I have really enjoyed this conversation. Listeners, as always, this has been the Shandyland podcast. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 